Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, church. How are we this morning? Fantastic. I assume those are the ones who went to Swakop. Came back with a tan. We are having our last Sunday of the year this this morning, and uh, how many of you understand that it is so critical that you always position yourself before the Lord when any season is changing? Because He is the Lord of the seasons. He is the one that determines our beginning and our ending. And so it is always important at any time when seasons are shifting and changing. Please come inside. There's lots of room here somewhere. Ashes, just help us there. There's, there's room here. Just shift, shift in if you've got a chair. And so it is, it is fundamental that you understand that a time like the end of the year gives us an opportunity to set ourselves before the Lord and hear from God and begin to understand what he has for us in the next season. And so this morning, I want to share with us a message called Alpha and Omega. Alpha and Omega. Now, Alpha and Omega are Greek letters, and Alpha just means A in Greek. So for those of you who have been singing, Alpha and Omega, we... You've been singing A, A, and Z. <laughs> it doesn't mean God or anything like that. It just means A. First and last. One and the end. And these are the letters of the Greek alphabet. And the word of God reveals to us that Jesus takes these letters and identifies himself with them. And as we come to the end of the year, we look back at 2018, and we say it was a mm here. That mm could be good, or that mm could be not so good. So I want us to take two seconds, just look at a person next to you, and just share with them one or two of your achievements that you've had for 2018. Some of you might take out your book. Let me just get my diary now. Some of us are saying, uh, I didn't achieve much. Just Two achievements, two achievements is enough. <laughs> yes. Right, just give the other person an opportunity also to share their achievements. <laughs> the Lord has been good to me, 2018. Amen. I think that's enough. Amen. Just tell your neighbor, amen. 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 That's enough. And so, 
for many of us, 2018 was a great year. God came through for us. We saw his hand in every area of our lives. Testimony upon testimony upon testimony. Some of us wrote songs because of how good the year was. And uh, for others, it wasn't such a good year. For others, it was a year of struggle, a year of trial, a year of difficulty. But how many of you know that God is with you in the midst of your trial and in the midst of your victory? Amen. Amen. And he doesn't only pitch up when it's, when it's bad times or when it's good times. He's with you all the time. And 2018 should be a good year in retrospect because the Lord was with me. In the midst of my flame, in the midst of the storm. The Bible speaks about three men in Babylon away from their nation, away from their people group, away from their families, exiled and in the service of a pagan king, and called to worship a God that is made of stone and gold. And they said, no, we refuse to bow down to this God. And they said, then we will throw you into the hottest fire you have ever experienced. And they said, throw us in, but we know that our God is able to deliver us. And this was unique about their statement. They said that even if our God does not deliver us. We will still not bow down. Amen. And how many of you are here this morning, regardless of what happened in 2018, you know that the Lord is my Lord, no matter what. It doesn't matter what has come and what has gone. The Lord is my Lord. For, for some of us, this was a year where, where it was lonely. Those we thought were friends... When the money ran out, the friends ran out. <laughs> Amen? You thought she was the one. And then when the money wasn't coming through, then she said the Lord told her something else. <laughs> so 2018, winners, losers, or at least us. Which one are you? At least I didn't die. <laughs> at least I made it to, to church today. At least. Amen. And despite everything, Jesus is who Jesus says he is. Many times we have a viewpoint. But God has the, the view. He is the one that sees the end from the beginning. He is the one that declares things before they even materialize. And so our hope is not in what we have seen this year, but in what God says about our here. Amen? And so this is critical, and it is a great advantage that we have, church, as believers, that we, we serve a mighty God. We serve a God who knows the future. And if, if this year was a year where you've been expecting God to do certain things and it didn't come through and you're counting your coins at the end of the year and the, the graph is not going up, it's coming down, it really makes no difference. It really makes no difference. The, the whole scripture is filled with this 
analogy of beginning and end, Alpha and Omega. Let's look here at Isaiah 41, verse 4. It says, Who has performed this and carried it out, calling forth the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, the first and the last. I am He. And then Isaiah 44, verse 6 says, Thus says the Lord, the King and Redeemer of Israel, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. And there is no God but me. Just for interest, so the Old Testament is written in Aramaic. So it's more like a Hebrew language. So there he would not say, I am the Alpha and the Omega. He would say, I am the Aleph and the Taf. Okay? In some of your Bibles, if you look through uh, some of the Psalms, there's a one Psalms that goes through A to Z in its segments. And the first one, A, is Aleph. Tell your neighbor, Aleph. And the last one is Tav. If you are pregnant and you have a child coming, you can call him that, Aleph Tav. <laughs> Especially if you don't want any more children. <laughs> anyway. And so Isaiah 48 verse 12 says, Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel, whom I have called. I am he. I am the first and I am the last. I am the first and I am the last. And the prophet Isaiah goes on in chapter 53 to speak about the Messiah that is coming. It says, all of us like sheep have gone astray, each one to his own way. There is no one good, no one righteous, no one that seeks God. And the iniquity of us all was laid upon him. He was bruised for our iniquities. And so the word of God begins to reveal the Messiah. And then Jesus is manifested. Jesus is manifested in the flesh. We just went through Christmas, how Jesus came in the flesh, God with us Emmanuel and he lives the life that we should have lived he dies the death that we should have died and he is a substitution in our place so for many people they believe that Jesus came to show us the way that is very incorrect you may have other religions who have their prophets and leaders showing you the way this is the way to enlightenment. This is the way to God. This is the way. But Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. Not this is the truth. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That is an absolute statement. For those of you who believe that there are many roads to Rome and many ways to God, Jesus made it categorically clear that there is only one way and he is that way. And in Revelation at the end of the Bible, the apostle John is visited in a vision by the Lord Jesus Christ. And these are the revelations that come across. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. 
Revelation chapter 1 verse 17 says, When I saw him, I fell at his feet like, dead man, like a dead man. But he placed his right hand on me and said, well, Do not be afraid. Why? Because I am the and I am the last. Your, your family might tell you at the end of the year, don't be afraid. And you look at them and, they, and, and, and you understand that they don't know what they're talking about. Because man is limited. All the, 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 fun, all the fundies and, and, and the knowledgeable people look into 2019 and they look into 2018 and they say, this is what it will be and this is where things are going. And you have to look at them and say, you don't know for sure what you're talking about. But Jesus looks at us and he says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. There are some of us here this morning, you've come to the threshold of your year and fear is rising up in your heart because you feel like you had not seen what you were expecting and it is starting to cause anxiety. And the Lord is saying, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Revelation chapter 8. Chapter 2, verse 8 says, To the angel of the church of Smyrna write, These are the words of the first and the last who died and returned to life. And many times we relate to God as if we know better. As if he doesn't understand what it means to live here where I am living. He doesn't have the kind of perspective. He's God. That's why he says that. But the word of God shows us in the book of Hebrews that we have a high priest that incarnated. Jesus had to become just like us if he was going to rescue us. He was tested at every point yet without sin. We have a high priest that is touched by your feelings. And so when he speaks to you and says, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. It means that he knows what it is like. And more than that, whenever God speaks to you, there's enough power in that word to be able to sustain you for your next season. Many times we don't have anything else except a word from God. That is why it is so critical. And I think I, I want to commend those of you who prioritize the word of God this year. Because sometimes you just have nothing but the word. And your family and your friends and your enemies might look at you and say, but you have nothing. And you're saying, no, but I have a word. A word is nothing, says the devil. But if you've got a word, it says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. The word became flesh. All things were made by the word. So if you've got the word, if you've got the first word and you've got the last word, you've got the alpha and you've got the omega, then you've got everything. Then you've got everything. Revelations 3 verse 14 says, To the angel of the church of Laodicea, write, These are the words of the Amen. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the originator of God's creation. There he doesn't say Alpha and Omega. He says originator and amen. The originator is the Alpha, the beginning, and the amen is the amen. 
He's the end. And what is critical and important is that our lives begin to live on the basis and on the foundation of this truth. Not that it just becomes an appendage like a handbag that we carry around. And Jesus, my dear, let me just. Jesus becomes your, your, your handbag. And you live your life with an appendage. With an extra, sometimes it's a bit inconvenient for me where I'm going, you know. All my friends didn't take their handbags with, so I'm leaving Jesus over here. And, and I'm moving on to, to where Jesus might not be appropriately received. And then I'll come back and I'll tell you all about it, Jesus. And some of us, we, we have our handbag, we are proud of the fact that our handbag is a Gucci. Armani. Prada. Or just Edgar's. <laughs> yeah? That's pretty good as well. And, and, and we, we're proud about the brand of our handbag. But our handbag does not really affect our lives. We affect our handbag. We, we decide what's, what's inside. Let me take this out. It's a bit too, too heavy. Too heavy for the time right now. Let me just remove some things from this handbag. So that it can be convenient for my year. And Jesus Christ is not an appendage. He's not a handbag. He is your very life. So when Jesus came on the earth, Nelson, please come. When Jesus came on the earth, let's, let's say this is us. Lincoln, please come. And let's say this is, this is Jesus wearing a nice, <laughs> a nice suit. Yeah. Right? So, so when Jesus came on the earth, he wasn't doing an act apart from us. He had to take our very place. It's called the doctrine of substitution. The soccer players will know it very well. Amen. Jesus comes and when he's dying on the cross, you are dying on the cross. When he's dying on the cross, you are dying on the cross. He incarnated and identified yourself. He identified himself with you. In his death, this is why we baptize. Do you understand? For those of you, oh yeah, that's why I got baptized. Yeah, this is why you got baptized. Because you are identifying yourself with the death of Christ. And then if we are identified in his death, we will also be identified with him in his resurrection. So that means every failure and every fault, every sin and every condemnation that mankind deserved fell upon Christ Jesus. So that from the beginning of your life to the end of your life, from the alpha of your life to the omega of your life, Jesus bears it all. And then he gives you his life. Not your poor attempt at living for God. Your efforts will never, ever, 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 forever, ever. 
make it there. Amen? Why? Because it is not in your works. The problem is not in your works. Tell your neighbor, the problem is not with your behavior. The problem is with your nature. Ish. How can the dog become a cat? Said the cat. How can the dog become a cat? Even if he tries to meow, 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 it, it will never make him a cat. It doesn't matter if he even meows better than other cats. He's a dog that meows better than other cats. <laughs> a good meowing dog is not a cat. A good behaving sinner is not a righteous man. Amen. So therefore, Jesus came, he identified ourselves, himself with our death. And then after three days, and this is why the Bible says, if Jesus was not raised from the dead, then we are not raised and we are to be pitied. Let us go out and sin then. Because we are to be pitied. Why? Because we are being crucified and persecuted for this lie. But Jesus was raised from the dead, historically proven. And now your life is the life of Christ. The apostle Paul said it this way, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Amen. Have you identified yourself with the life of Christ? When you stand before God, do you feel as bold as Jesus would feel before God? Don't look at your neighbor. <laughs> Have a seat. Thank you. So, what does it mean that Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega in your life? God wants to define you. Many of us, we're defined by our parents, by our culture our political affiliation, the company that we work for, the school that we went to, right? the degree that we have, especially the sisters nowadays. Anyway. <laughs> Let me go this side. <laughs> and, and God wants to define you. Sometimes it's the, the person you married, right? your friends. All of those things, like the old hymn says, they are shifting sands. They are shifting sands. They are not a true identity. And without a true identity, your life always goes like this inside. Doesn't matter what kind of money you get around you, inside, turmoil. It doesn't matter if you marry the, the woman or the man of your dreams and your nightmares. It goes... <laughs> inside. It doesn't matter what kind of friends you attain. It doesn't matter what you achieve this year. If your definition is on the basis of something that can change, then you've got reason to fear. But we have an identity which is in Christ. He is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. I want us to read here 
in Philippians chapter 3, the account of the Apostle Paul sharing to the Philippian church. And he says in, in verse 1 and 2, he says that I don't mind repeating this to you. Because it's worthwhile that you, you hear these things. And it will keep you safe. Alright? And then he starts in verse 2 by saying, Watch out for dogs. And he was not referring to the neighbor's dog. He was saying, watch out for dogs. Okay? He says here, finally my brethren, my fellow believers, continue to rejoice and delight in the Lord. To write the same things again is no trouble for me, and it is a safeguard for you. Look out for the dogs, the Judaizers. These were... These were Jewish Christians who believed that you must be circumcised in order to be right with God. Do you understand? That means they believed in their righteousness before God on the basis of their works. So it's a Jesus plus gospel. Jesus is not enough. You must add this and add this and add that. And then he says, look out for the troublemakers, look out for the false circumcision. Those who claim, and by the way, just from the medical community, circumcision is healthy and all of that. Okay. <laughs> Those who claim circumcision is necessary for salvation. So therefore, if you are circumcised, it doesn't make you right with God. And this was very important for the Jews because in order to become part of the Jewish community, that was the rite of passage. For we who are born again have been reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, set apart for his purpose, and are the true circumcision who worship in the spirit of God and glory and take pride and exalt in Christ Jesus and place no confidence in what we have or who we are in the flesh. How much confidence? No confidence. And it's loaded. That scripture is loaded when he says that we are the true circumcision. He's actually saying something very controversial. Anyway, we don't have time for that this morning. But though I myself, so he begins to speak of himself, the Apostle Paul. He says, though I myself might have some grounds for confidence in the flesh if I were pursuing salvation by works. If anyone else thinks that he has reason to be confident in the flesh, that is in his own efforts to achieve salvation, I have far more. So he's saying, if you compare us, like people tend to do, I'm better than sister so-and-so. I'm better than brother so-and-so. I didn't see him at the prayer meeting last time. <laughs> and by the way, we are starting to fast on Sunday. <laughs> and this is a church-wide fast. Please, 21 days of encounter with Jesus. And so he begins to, he begins to compare. He says, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. Number two, I'm of the nation of Israel, the chosen people. Number three, I'm of the tribe of Benjamin, the favorite son who got double more than Joseph. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews, an exemplary Hebrew. As to the observance of the law, I am a Pharisee. As to my zeal for the Jewish tradition, I persecuted the church to show how passionate I am. 
And as to righteousness, supposed right living, which my fellow Jews believe is in the law, I prove myself blameless. So you might come to the end of this year and say, ah, if there's cause to boast, then surely I have reason to boast. In January, the Lord came through X, Y, Z, because I did this and that and that. In February, I was promoted because I was hardworking. In March, my wife, she, she, she bought me a car because of how great a husband I am. In April, in, in, <laughs> and you come to December listing all your achievements like some of you were doing earlier on. <laughs> and then I achieved this and then I achieved that. And then I achieved this and then I achieved that. And then he says, but whatever former things were gains to me, as I thought then, these things, once regarded as advancements in merit, I have come to consider as loss, absolutely worthless. In, in the Greek, it says as dung. You know what dung is, right? Cow, cow dung. Yes. Absolutely worthless for the sake of Christ and the purpose which he has given my life. But more than that, I count everything as loss compared to the priceless privilege and the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus. My Lord. And of growing more deeply and thoroughly acquainted with him, a joy unequaled. For his sake, I have lost everything. And I consider it all garbage so that, so that I may gain Christ. And that I may be found in him, believing and relying on him, not having any righteousness of my own, derived from my obedience to the law and all its rituals, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness which comes from faith on the basis of faith. You know, there are some people, they believe in Jesus the same way that someone would be on an airplane and the airplane is going to crash and they would only believe in a parachute. How many of you know that if you jump off the plane just believing in a parachute, you will still crash on the floor? What do you have to do if you believe in the parachute, you will put it on. You don't have to shout to everyone, I believe, I believe in that parachute. I believe, Lord, I believe. No. All you do is you take the parachute and you put it on. Amen? And when you jump, it will show. It doesn't, it's not an appendage like the handbag. It's not something that you have on the wall hanging and you believe in it. It begins to transform Everything about you. The word of God says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we understand now that there is an identity that Christ gives us. A firm foundation. A place where we can stand in this world and in the next. That does not fluctuate whether the year ends well or whether it doesn't. There is a foundation that is always well. Amen. A songwriter that lost his family in, in a, a voyage on the ocean. 
He wrote, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. You can only say that if you are building on the foundation of Christ and not just your achievements for the year. And I'd, I'd like to tell you that I believe in being an achiever. But the question is, what do I boast in? The Apostle Paul said, I count it all as dung. And some of us are gathering dung. <laughs> we are good. Good at gathering dung. This year, for those of you who don't know, is a dung beetle. Gathering dung. And this is, uh, pardon the illustration, but it comes from the Bible. So, so gathering dung. And then we boast and we feel good <clears throat> because of how much dung we have piled up. <laughs> Some of our piles are higher than others. You see, you see, Mark, my pile is higher than yours. <laughs> and it's all dung in comparison to knowing Jesus. So ask your neighbor, did you get to know Jesus this year? Or did you gather up some stuff? <laughs> huh? So the first principle this morning, God wants you confident. God wants you confident the same way if you achieved many things, you'd be confident. God wants you confident. But he wants you confident in him. Hebrews 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Boldly. God doesn't want any of his children like, Father, can I come in? Can I come in, Lord? Can you please? He doesn't want his children begging. Amen? Ask any parent. So God wants you bold. But your boldness must be in Christ. Some of us, we are bold because we have a PhD. <laughs> Master's degree. Bachelor's degree. We are married. We have this, we have that. We've achieved this or that. We traveled around the world. And we have confidence. We speak like with another accent. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a certain, you know, way we walk because of it. All of that is good and well. But let your confidence not be in those things. Let it be in Christ. So God wants you confident in him. Number two, God wants you boasting. Did you know that? God wants you bragging. Amen. God wants you boasting and bragging in him. Jeremiah 9 verse 23 says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man or the strong man boast in his might or his strength or in, in the body to, to mass index that you have or the, the waist size that you have, or your muscles. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me. 
that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. So if anything, as we're going into the new year, let your priority be to know Jesus. The Apostle Paul says, Oh, that I might know him and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. That I might know him. Many of us think, oh, I know God very well. If you knew God very well, many things would be different in your life. The missing factor in your life is not, Lord, more of this, more of that. It is know him more. Jesus was praying in his priestly prayer in John 17 and saying that I've given them eternal life. And this is eternal life that they might know him. The one true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. So God wants you boasting. Not in your new car. God wants you boasting not in your new Brazilians. God wants you boasting in him. Amen. And many people have a sense that no, but the Lord has not done anything for me. It's because you don't know the truth. If you understand what Jesus Christ did on the cross... It will make you boast for the rest of eternity. Hallelujah. Number three, God wants you secure and thankful in him. Philippians 3 verse 9 says, And that I may be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. That my whole foundation and security is in Jesus. Whether my friends reject me, whether my family rejects me, whether my boss likes me or not, whether I've got favor with so-and-so or not, my only foundation and security is who I am in Christ. If God accepts me, who are you? <laughs> who made you so important that your opinion counts that much? But many of us are depressed and suicidal because somebody said something on your profile and God already told you it's not true and yet you are about to jump off the cliff because of it. And we're going, we're going into a time, church, where it's going to become harder to build your foundation on Christ. If you're in church this morning, be happy and secure your heart on the things of God. A time is coming when it will not be easy to decide whether I'm coming to church or not. A time is coming when identifying with Jesus will not have advantages in this world. And you better secure yourself on the foundation which is Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm hoping and trusting that in this coming year, in this coming year, many of us will mature out of all our immaturity, which makes us be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, every post that comes on our profiles. And we'll be established and founded on a solid rock, which is Christ Jesus. Amen. How many of you are ready for persecution? Just wave at me. <laughs> Let me give you another chance. How many of you are ready for persecution? Just wave at me. 
Okay. <laughs> so the truth is we are not ready. Ooh. The word of God says that if anyone wants to live a godly life, he will endure persecution. It's coming, church. Tell your neighbor, persecution is coming. Get ready. So as we come to the end of the year, I, I know that I'm, I'm sort of ending it on this kind of note. <laughs> as we're coming to the end of the year, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? That you can say, this is what the Lord has done for me. There's a song that I remember growing up when I was in youth. We used to sing it, it came out, old song. It says, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Let the blind say I can see. It's what the Lord has done. Hosanna, Hosanna to the Lamb. That was slain. That was slain. Hosanna, Hosanna. Let the weak, let the weak say. Let's just stand. Let the poor say. Let the poor say I am rich. Let the blind, let the blind say I can see. It's what the Lord has done. It's what the Lord has done in me. Hosanna. Hosanna. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. To the Lamb that was slain. Hosanna, Hosanna, Jesus died and rose. One more time, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna, to the Lord, we bless your name, God. We lift up our holy hands to you. We declare that you are our all in all, Lord. You are our firm foundation. You are our identity. You are our great achievement. You are the boast of our souls, Lord. You are my portion and the lifter of my head, Lord. God. You are my very present help in time of need, Lord. God. You are my Alpha and Omega, Lord God. You are the beginning and the end. You have the first word over my life and you have the last word over my life, Lord God. 
Father, this morning I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. Every heart that is here this morning, Lord God. That their eyes may be open to know you in a deeper way, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord, will become the boast of our souls, Lord God. That we will know that Christ has done it all for me, Lord God. Father, I pray this morning for those who are coming to the end of the year, Lord God. And they're asking questions about their lives, Lord God. I thank you that you are the answer. I thank you, Lord, that as they look at you, Lord God, they find their answer. They find their hope, Lord God. They find their encouragement, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Lord God. They find their confidence, Lord. They find their boasting, Lord God. And our hearts will be filled with thanksgiving this morning as we consider who you are in our lives, Lord God. Apart from our achievements, apart from our failures this year, Lord, that it's all about you, Lord Jesus. It's all about you, Lord Jesus, in our lives, Lord. No matter what storm we may be in, Lord God. No matter what sunshine we may be experiencing. It's all about you, Lord God. If you are with me, I am okay, Lord. You will never leave me. You will never forsake me, Lord. This is your promise to me, Lord God. This is your oath to me, Lord God. And we stand firm this morning, Father. Because of your promise, Heavenly Father. Because of your work on the cross, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Right where you are, just begin to express your thanks to God for what he's done. Thank you, Jesus. Every kindness, every kindness, every kindness of your heart, Lord. Every kindness of your heart, Lord. Every mercy, Lord. Every mercy, God. Every mercy, Lord, towards me. Every generosity towards me, Lord. Your great patience, Lord. Your great patience, Lord. Your great favor over me, Lord. Your strengthening over me. You gave me courage, Lord. You made me strong, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. There was a movie. Our hearts are overflowing, Lord, with thanksgiving this morning. We have no one else to thank, Lord, except you, Jesus. You are my all in all, Lord. If it were not for you, God, where would I have been, Jesus? Where would I have been, Lord Jesus? Where would my family have been, Lord Jesus? Where would we have been, Lord Jesus? Where would this church have been? Thank you, Lord. And when we speak about a king, we yes. all respect kings. Right where you are, the word of God says, be anxious for nothing. But through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and minds. In Christ Jesus. Let's right now just begin to commit certain things that are weighing heavy on, on your hearts. I really feel like God is saying there are people here. There are things that are weighing heavy on your heart. Give them to me. Give them to me. Give them to me. Says the Lord. Let's take some time. Just give it over to the Lord.
give it over to the Lord. Stop pointing fingers at yourself. I feel that there are people here this morning, you are condemning yourself. You are condemning yourself. You are condemning yourself. You are calling yourself names. You are, you are, you are putting yourself down. And the Holy Spirit is saying, I know who I've made you to be. I know who I've called you to be. It's not over yet. I am the one who has the first word and the last word. Agree with me, says the Lord. I want to pray for families this year who have experienced trauma during the year. God is just healing your hearts this morning. Preparing you for a new season. Preparing you for a new chapter. In the name of Jesus. There are some here. You've experienced great trauma in your finances this year. And you, you, you have been tempted to stop trusting God. And the Lord is saying, do not look to the left. Do not look to the right. I am your great reward. I have not changed. I am with you. I will help you. I will restore what the canker worm and the palmer worm has stolen from you. The years that you have lost, I will restore to you. There are some of you, your marriages this year, trouble, 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 trouble. And God wants to give you hope this morning. And say, don't give up. Don't give up in the midst of everything. Don't you give up. I am with you. And I have your testimony with me. I am the Alpha and the Omega over your marriage, over your children. Now, some of you this year, your children, there's been a difficulty in your relationship with your children. It's been hard with that young man, with that young woman. And God is saying, I am watching over him. I'm watching over her. Continue praying for them. Continue standing for them. For I am with you. Father, we thank you, Lord, this morning for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, Lord. We thank you that as we step into a new year, Lord God, you will have the first word and the last word, Lord. That we will build on getting to know you more, establishing our faith in what Christ has done for us, Lord. The complete and perfect word, Lord. And so, Father, we thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just lift your hands as we uh, give the blessing. Father, release your blessing over your people. May God bless you. May you experience great favor from above. May your prayers always be answered. May your children be blessed. May you be blessed in your business and in your workplace. May your marriage be blessed. May you be blessed in whatever you put your hand to. May you be blessed in your heart and your emotions. May you, may you be free from depression, free from oppression, free from suicide, free from every kind of attack of the enemy over your life. In the name of Jesus and may you prosper. In Jesus name we pray and all God's people shout amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.